Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the Modalidades on BTV. You can now catch the recaps and also Modalidades talk on Befig Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befig uh, Independent. The only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Befig Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim, intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças, with you, as always, Every uh, week, bringing you the latest uh, on Befica uh, for all you guys that uh, care to tune in and listen and download with me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, amigo? What's going on, Alfredo? How are you doing today? Same old shiitake mushrooms. Dave, <laughs> Dave de Oliveira is up in the great white north. What's happening, Dave de Oliveira? I know you've been practicing your pronunciation of, uh, of Portuguese words, so I commend you for that. How's everything? I practice all week just for the team to go and change, uh, potentially change their name. But uh, it's good to be back on uh, tonight, boys. That's right. Uh, on tonight's podcast, we will be uh, looking back at the Riwav game. We'll look ahead to Benfica's uh, European campaign against uh, Poznan this uh, Thursday as the Europa League kicks off. And we'll also look ahead to this weekend's game, actually, which is a game that happens this uh, Monday, but some people's weekends start on Thursday and finish on Monday. So that could be your weekend also. Befica will play Bulnes this uh, upcoming Monday, so we'll get into that. Let's get right, right into this Riwav game. Vlakodimus, uh, Almeida, Otamendi, Vertongen, Grimaldo, Gabriel and Pizzi in the middle, uh, Rafa on one side, Everton on the other, Walshmidt and Darwin up front. Um, yeah, I got I to gotta be honest, uh, Chris, I kind of... I. I, I miss these games, Chris. I miss the games of where uh, you're watching the games and you're not nervous, that you feel confident on what the team is doing. Um, and it's just, it becomes monotonous and maybe perhaps a little bit boring. Uh, but I, I'll trade that for being on the edge of my seat and, and really being nervous and, and chewing on my nails. Benfica usually goes out to Villa de Conde and... and, and, and it's a much tougher game than this. And we all expected to get a game out of this, but what we got out of this was a passe. I mean, it was an absolute walk by. It was just like you said, it was fantastic to finally 
sit back, relax. At no point was this game ever in danger. At no point was Benfica ever in danger. And it's just a very enjoyable Sunday. I mean, I wish I wish we could have the rest of the season just like this. You know, maybe our podcast will be a lot more joyous or joyful, whichever proper way to say it. But it'd be a lot more fun on our podcast. Dave, how was your Sunday? I was waiting for the other uh, shoe to drop. Just like when I started to think that, uh, yeah, this is this is enjoyable. I was, you know, and then in the back of my mind, I was thinking. Mm. Usually, when I start feeling like this, there's another one or two goals in the back of our uh, net. But uh, luckily for us, it didn't happen uh, this past uh, weekend. And yeah, it was uh, good to see the boys uh, pick up the clean sheet uh, away from home too. As fans, we I think we develop a little. I don't know. I don't want to call it a mental scarring, but definitely some kind of uh, trauma, right? Uh, where we had, we, we had Rui Vitoria, which uh, was playing well in the first half, went into the locker room in the second half. I have no idea what was said, but the team always played worse. Uh, then you had Laj kind of doing the same thing with the odd substitutions, and now it's it's I, I welcome this change. And it's yeah, great. with the exception of Lodge revealing that he's going to have a baby or his wife was pregnant or whatever. I mean, aside from that, it, it's as if you, just like you said, and, and those of you who listen to the podcast know I've screamed and hollered about this forever. What is it that our coaching staff is doing at halftime? Because when they come out, it's atrocious. I mean, look at one of the final games for, for Bruno Lodge as our manager when we go out to a team that's fighting relegation. We go into the halftime with a 2 nothing lead, the game under control. We come back. We're lucky not to not to, to walk to come away with the defeat. We tie 2-2, and it's just like, what, what the hell happened to the team that we just saw out there in the first half? Luckily now, um, it's totally different. And look, we understand that not just the coaching, uh, the coach is different, the mentality, the, 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 the way that they, uh, you know, attack these games, but also there's a lot of new players on the team. Um, it, there's a lot of quality on this team. And so, look, you all know I'm, in, I'm absolutely in love with the head coach. Um, but at the same time, I have to admit, Brun Lage and, and even Rivitore didn't have these, these sort of players at his disposal. But it still takes uh, some type of managerial uh, experience. It takes some know-how how to deal with these players, these personalities. These are big-name guys. These aren't guys that are just accustomed to coming off the bench. These are guys that have egos, and, you know, it takes everybody uh, to get on the same page. And, and I think, um, you know, our coaches should be commended for that because he's done exactly that here so, so you know, so far early in the season. Yeah, look, I, I think that, uh, that that credit must be given, right? Because, as you mentioned, lots of new faces, new coach, new habits, new uh, new system, new everything, right? But if there's anything that we expected, was this, right? This is what we expected from JJ. This is what we signed up for. Uh, so I, I'm not yet to uh, – I'm not rushing yet to praise him. Uh, I'll wait till he plays – uh, more important games, and certainly there's been one important game this season already, which uh, didn't go too well. But now we got European competition with the group that's very accessible to us, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But certainly, um, you know, uh, the Murenses of the of the world, the uh, family count, despite having a, a good season. Look, these are Farens who have just been brought up, which was at this point perhaps our our our, our worst performance of of the year, if you could call that worse. Uh, but certainly. Any, anything that you expected, right? It's like uh, you go out and you invest your money on, on a Porsche, and when you get in a Porsche and you, you, you're, you're driving, this is what I paid for. There's no, get, there should be so no element of surprise. This is what I paid for. Shouldn't be surprised when you're getting speeding tickets, right? 
Absolutely. I got shouldn't, shouldn't be yeah, shouldn't be surprised <laughs> that you have a, a a sports tuned a sports tuned suspension that takes corners like a champ. Uh, right? No surprise here. This is what we signed up for. This is the cost that you had to pay. Um, but anyway, as, as Cristiano mentioned, uh, an early goal in uh, sixth minute by Walt Schmidt and then uh, closing the half, uh, another goal by Walt Schmidt. Alfredo, you can't just skip over that, bro. That was one of those goals that you're going to be talking about, you know, for the rest of the season. Uh, first of all, Gabriel. My man, Gabriel, if you recall his first season at Benfica, I was here like, yeah, I even got assaulted on, on, on social media because I said, wow, he's got Portuguese naturalization. This guy, the way he keeps playing, you might one day see him on a Portuguese national team. And then the very following season, he uh, was shiitake mushrooms, you know, for the whole season. And obviously, uh, we, we doubted his, his, his ability. We doubted, um, you know, if he could even play under JJ because we know in J, JJ loves the intensity. He loves the, the, you know, players to, to, you know, to play with that quickness to move the ball around. We see we have a funny scene from this game where it's like, Pasa bola, you know what I mean? Like, you could tell he's a very demanding coach. But Gabriel, again, hats off to him, showed up. Fantastic, fantastic interception to get the ball uh, back in Benfica possession. Cross into the box and, and, and Everton, again, like you said, Alfredo, you spend this type of money to get these types of plays with a beautiful back heel pass to, to Luca Walshman, who absolutely smashes it into the back of the net. Uh, maybe other strikers in recent memory, maybe would have put that into the river behind uh, the stadium over there, but credit to Luca, killed it, got it on goal. And I mean, from there, it was just easy breezy. Um, Benfica was always in control. Uh, but again, Alfredo, I know you you're in a rush to get into the exciting moments, but we we can't we can't go by that without mentioning that that was all three players on that one play were absolutely fantastic. And uh, again, uh, as I said, this is we play like this. It's going to be a joy to to talk about joy. To, yeah. You know, yeah. The 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 high press by Benfica moved up uh, up on the field. Uh, the intensity and in, in, in the timing of of the pressure, which. Uh, remitted Riwav to, to their defense and to playing the ball out of defense and, and causing the turnovers, as Cristiano mentioned. And it wasn't the first time that Benfica created a few turnovers uh, with that Gabriel uh, uh, interception. Benfica was on top of Riwav and really uh, a Riwav that showed themselves a, a pretty respectably in, in Europe uh, was a shadow of themselves and, and, and perhaps uh, maybe a little bit too over, overconfident, maybe a little bit not, not ready for what Benfica uh, brought to the game. I don't want to take any credit away from them because uh, of what they've done so far in the season. Uh, but certainly domestically, they're struggling. It kind of reminds me of Braga, uh, what was was it last year uh, under Sapinto, that they had a, a, an okay uh, beginning of, of Europe, but in, domestically they were doing garbage. Um, so I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting team, this uh, this Riwav team. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But look, nothing there. Um, now, what surprised I, me, as you mentioned, that uh, you don't know if they weren't prepared but or arrogance or whatever it may be, but we all know, right, as Benficistas, and I think that the opposition should know this because this is what they get, they get paid for, hmm. which is scout and, you know, in advance uh, of the games against the opposition. And everybody knows that J.J. employs that, that high press. And to me, that's one of the things I miss most is that intensity, that high press, the always being on top of the opposition and trying to smother them. And yet, Riwav, not just 
they didn't learn from their mistakes in the first half because they continued to get in the second half. And a guy that, you know, played at big figure before, Felipe Augusto committed an atrocious turnover, uh, gave up the ball, and I think Darwin shot it just wide. But, again, they still continued to try to play the ball out the back, to play it, you know, to feet. And I, I was shocked that they didn't adapt to the high press of Benfica, which, again, played right into Benfica's hands. Uh, they took advantage of it. And uh, as you said, I mean, they, it was controlling game, very, very comfortable afternoon. Yeah, and I think that uh, Benfica goes into the locker room and they'll probably owe a couple more from, from what they were able to uh, to, to do. Certainly, two goals got two goals got called by uh, got called back by by VAR and and, and correctly, of course. Uh, but yeah, Benfica could have come out of this uh, first half with a, a much larger uh, margin uh, in terms of uh, of goal scoring. Um, yeah. We can. I just I don't want to move on to the second half before mentioning uh, the injury to Almeida, which uh, it, it seems to be very serious. Uh, both the interior. And in anterior and interior uh, ligaments are, are, are ruptured, uh, and it looks like they probably won't be back until April. They said that's the end of the season. Um, so I know that, um, and I can speak for myself. I, I often take a, a lot of dumps on on Andre Almeida, uh, and certainly he's been a player that has left a, a bad taste in, in my mouth in terms of what happened last season. But certainly uh, in a time like this, uh, you know, I want to make sure that I send my, my support and my uh, well wishes. And I hope that he comes back and, and he gets back to doing what the, he loves, which is uh, representing the club and, and, and playing. So um, yeah, that's how we feel about a player, you know, his performance and how we feel about him on, on a personal level. We never want to see someone get hurt, uh, especially a player that's in the latter part of his career, uh, you know, who's going to find it more difficult to find himself on the field. But we never want to see those guys get hurt like that. But nonetheless, I, I do believe he'll be on the field at some point next year and, uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Speedy recovery. Gilberto steps in. Uh, yeah. Looked a little shaky at first. Looked like, you know, deer in the headlights. Like, I got I got food deal. Ah, I got up a brincano. This shit's serious. And then gradually got into the game, and, and you could tell, like, yo, we have something there. There's something there, you know. I like his, his, his physicality. I like his aggressiveness. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you know, might have a player there that J.J. might, might be able to polish into something uh, nice and shiny in the near future. Yeah, I mean, certainly is a guy that uh, nobody else went to get but JJ. Uh, and it was on JJ's recommendation that Benfica went and, and grabbed him. And certainly when you look at, uh, at fullbacks from Brazil, you know that their, their, their main trait is always going to be going forward, the quickness, the, the, the footwork. Uh, in terms of defending, which is something that's essential for that position, they might not all be there. But uh, let's, uh, let's wait and see. Certainly... Cristiano, the biggest topic, and I guess I'll ask you, Dave. Also, I thought you were going. I thought you were going with you know, it's a player that nobody wanted. JJ went to get you know, Brazil, no, 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 no. fullbacks, Bruno Cortez. I was like, I thought that's that's the path you were going. But, no, no, no. I was just saying that uh, you know, I, I don't even know if he was if the scouting team had an eye on him. I think this might have been with JJ's uh, approval, but certainly uh, the topic now becomes Gilberto or Gonçalves. And again, we heard that Gonçalves had been training up to this or prior to this had been training or had played at right back at one point in some of the scrimmages. Uh, and now there's this conversation. Uh, to me, uh, look, I think that Gonçalves is talented, uh, but Dave, do we give time to uh, Gilberto for him to get acclimated, for him to get some some reps 
in this Mifika team? I think so. I, I think, like Chris said, there is a, a player there, so no need to rush uh, to get a player that's not naturally a right back and force him into that position. If, as the season goes on and we need to give Gilberto a rest, sure, why not give him a, a run at that position? But right now, um, we've been uh, we've been asking for some uh, uh, changes there in that right back position, but. Uh, guess it took the injury to get Almeida out of that uh, position. Like we said, we don't, obviously we don't wish any, uh, any harm or any injuries to any players, but this is the situation that we're in now. And let's see what uh, Gilberto can bring to this squad. Yeah. I mean, there's also talk about uh, Jetson coming back at, uh, in January, uh, which is, it won't be the end of his loan, but it'll be a year uh, of loan at, at Tottenham. And certainly uh, he is not seen, the playing time that he that he probably wishes he could, and and certainly Mourinho has played him at right back, Chris. Did they get him for eighteen months? They got him for eighteen yes, months. Yes, a year but and a half. Cancel it short. But they could terminate it earlier. I mean, look, it makes no sense if he's not going to play any time. It makes absolutely no sense for him to be there. But getting back into the Gilberto and Diogo Gonzalez thing, as you guys know, I'm a huge Diogo Gonzalez fan. That being said, I think Gilberto showed enough uh, in this in, in in his one appearance in in, in the Liga Nos that he's he definitely warrants, you know, another opportunity at the bare minimum. Um, so if I'm JJ, I'm sticking with him and, and let's see what happens because at the end of the day, he is the true right back. Diogo Sal is a player with a lot of promise. It's going to be totally new for him. And, and you know, I use the, uh, you know, the, the, the line, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and I'm going to use it here again. Like, you know, let's just see what we get from Gilberto. And if it don't work, then we're going to have to adapt somebody there for the time being. But, um, I think it's premature to, to to play anyone else but Gilberto there right now as, as we speak. And if you really want to change things up, if you really want to experiment, Alfredo. You can always put uh, Tavares right back. Yeah, that's been done before. If you want to experiment, Alfredo, you know I've I've, I've always thought outside the box and, and I've often talked about this on the podcast when it, told, when it came to tactics and, and, and formations. Whatever. You know me, I'm a 3-5-2 guy. If you really want to mix things up, Bring in my boy Todibo. You know I'm high on uh, Vertang and Otamendi in the back. You play Grimala on one side. Then, then you can insert a Diogo Salves in to do the whole flank. And then just let that kid use his speed and his ability to go forward. It's totally different. Um, but again, we'll see if, 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 if that happens. But I'm just saying, if you really want to experiment, you want to do things differently, that might be an option. Obviously, JJ is not a 3-5-2 guy, so that, that's still yet to be seen. But you know me. I've always uh, adored that, that formation. So... Uh, I'd kick the rocks with it at least. Chris, I think that uh, we could consider ourselves fortunate to have that level of, of depth and flexibility in terms of uh, being able to slot in a guy or, or another with a slight formation change. But certainly everything that you just mentioned makes tons of sense uh, in the same manner that perhaps, uh, you know, other guys being adapted to fullback positions. I think, I think at one point we mentioned that Servi could probably be a, a good left back because of his combativeness, because he's a guy that never gives up on, on the ball. Now, whether he has defensive skills or not, that's, different, that's a different story. Uh, but certainly, uh, he's a guy that never gives up on a ball, that challenges, that runs. Uh, so that's been talked about before. Uh, but, South American Garra, you know. You yeah. know when you Garra, it's always going to help you out. And again, <laughs> Alfredo, I don't know also, uh, I don't think any of us on here know also, you know, how good a defensively he could be. But I guarantee you one thing, he won't be worse, any worse than Grimaldo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Certainly. Uh, where I think he loses out to Grimaldo is uh, is offensively, I think. And perhaps that's what's been uh, holding him. Uh, but anyway, uh, second half, Benfica a little bit more subdued. And perhaps at that time it was, and with the game on Thursday, it was time to manage the game. Uh, but uh, again, with previous coaches, every time we, t- we, t- we try to manage the game, we ended up uh, being pushed uh, on, uh, on our uh, final, on our defensive third. Uh, but this again uh, didn't uh, didn't happen. So uh, uh, more subdued Benfica, not as uh, as aggressive and play, not as intensive, but still very much in control of uh, of the game and the situation. And, and at no point uh, did I feel that uh, Riwav was going to come and, and score a goal. Um, and I don't know how you guys felt, but but certainly these are the type of games that uh, that I like, Cristiano. You know, you, you could question whether the team dropped. Uh, their levels of, of, of pressing, their levels of aggressiveness at some point. But the one thing you can't question is Darwin, my man, all he does is, is, is play with his heart on his sleeve. He presses, he's physical, he's a potent SOB. The guy never, he's got that never say die attitude. And, and look, you guys know me. I'd be real quick to come on here week in, week out and kill my $25 million striker for not scoring. And, and, and look, I'm not happy about it. But he's contributing in other manners. So he had a fantastic assist for the for for uh, for Luca's second goal late in the in, in the first half there. And then in the second half, he continued with the same thing with the pace, with the physicality, out dueling defenders for the ball. Um, and it was just look, it's a joy to watch. Obviously, I want to see you know I want to see him start putting the ball in the back of the net because that's really what he was brought here for. I know Benfica didn't go out and spend twenty five million dollars to get the next Ricosta over setting everyone up on the field. We want to see goals. Um, and, and hopefully we'll see that soon enough because um, it's good to see uh, a player come in and give it his all at all times because, you know, Alfredo, you, you said there's some players, and you mentioned one before, that you still have a sour taste in your mouth based on their performance last year because you felt, we all felt at times, that the team just wasn't giving it their all. And the one thing no one could ever question is, is you know, about Darwin's dedication, and, and it just, it's fantastic to see. Um, and, you know, you'd like to see a player like that get a goal because you think you'll you know, alleviate some of that pressure. But, again, the team is getting on the score sheet. We're scoring goals. We're winning comfortably. He is contributing, you know, obviously not in the way we all expected him to, but he is contributing. So, um, look, all positive signs. Uh, I mentioned it before. This was a, a total trip. It was a paseo right through Villa de Conde. And, you know, um, it was a beautiful thing, man. I mean, <laughs> what else can you say? Yeah. Um, we don't get many of these games. We haven't got many of these games in, in the recent past. So just uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that the, the goal is perhaps just a, a matter of time. There's a couple of things happening. One of them is uh, the teammates looking up for where he is to see if he could give him that goal. He could finally get through. He did score, but he got called offside. Uh, and then there's perhaps... Uh, some hesitation on his part where he could have been a little bit more uh, greedy uh, and he dishes it away. And obviously the dishes, you know, they're just as good. But for him at this moment, perhaps a goal uh, will do a lot more for his psyche. Not that I think that he, he's lost um, a sense of uh, of, uh, of confidence or not. Uh, but uh, I, I think that uh, that he, he's just as happy and he knows that if he puts in the work and he's feeding his teammates and goals are being scored, um, the questions about his worth and about whether he's a true goal scorer are going to uh, remain a little bit quiet. 
Um, but certainly looking at this front four, um, Walt Schmidt, Darwin, Everton on one side, Rafa on the other side, this is a very uh, powerful, fast um, front, front four. Uh, and I, I, I'm encouraged by that. And, uh, you know, if we're seeing a Benfica at this point in, in which JJ is saying that Benfica is not yet playing at the level that he needs it, uh, but at this point of the season, we're already finding ourselves at a somewhat decent level, especially uh, playing against some of the, the Mancus team. And this is where probably Gilberto will excel also. Um, but certainly, look, um, Dave has some some numbers on this on this game, but at this point in the season this early on uh it it's encouraging so now let's see what happens in your collection i i just i wanted to say that a few weeks ago i came on in a podcast and i said that you know some people that i was speaking to from inside seychelles was, was telling me how physical and how you know how powerful uh darwin was and and i know i got some 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 comments on social media, people are laughing and yada yada yada. And now I'm glad that he's showing the world how just how powerful he is, man. And and you know, again, um, you never question those South Americans that 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 attitude. And he's got that garra. You know, those Uruguayans. Boxy had it. Um, just you know, Luis Suarez has it. He wants to eat you if he can. If he you know, if that's what it has to do to to score a goal. Um, and 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 Darwin has that physicality, that aggressiveness, and it's. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. So I'm glad he's uh, quieting down some of his doubters. Um, again, I um, I need to start seeing some goals, though, Darwin. Si me estás escuchando, ponle en la, en la back of the net, okay? <laughs> en la back of the net. Uh, Dave, numbers on this game so we can move on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we've already stated here, Volschmer with his fourth goal of the season. Darwin now with his fourth assist of the season through four games. That goal is going to come for Darwin. Like we said, the players are looking for him. They're all working as a unit to try to get him uh, that goal, and he's just centimeters offside. It's going to come. And I think we forgot to mention the uh, one of the main stats right before our previewing or talking about this game, that Porto played Sporting uh, right before this game on the Saturday, and they uh, both drew 2-2. Uh, so that opened up for uh, more points uh, on the board for us to take. So now... Uh, we've got a, a five-point point advantage over Porto. First time in 60 years to the first goal, uh, first four games of the season that we've held, held that uh, point advantage there. Yeah, I'm not, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm not even thinking about that at this point. It's way, It'll be over by too. Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody wants to give the Christmas prediction again this year? <laughs> and Dave, when you say Darwin's got four assists, I read five. Are you counting? Are you taking into account that that one that he passed to himself? And 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 I think <laughs> in the first game of the year, and I think it was uh, Luca Luca Walshmit got to when he scored. Are you taking that one into account, or you're not? Let me see. Benfica giving him that. Benfica's giving him that one. Uh, Stan, these are official. Benfica or the league. These are well, official league stats. Benfica gave Jonas a goal for like five years, remember? Where the rest of the league didn't give him a goal. So I don't know who you're going by. That's what I'm saying. Depends who you're reading. 60 years from now, people are still going to be disputing in the same manner that they dispute that Sportingistas dispute that they have two more championships than what they really do. Four, four. I think it's four. No, they four. They have 18 and they claim 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they claim four. Anyway. 
Um, so next up for Benfica is uh, the start of the Europa League. As uh, we mentioned, uh, Benfica is uh, paired up with uh, Lech Poznan, uh, Glasgow Rangers and Standard Liège uh, from Belgium. Uh, match day one dictated that Benfica will travel to uh, to Poznan to play Lech Poznan. Uh, and this happens on Thursday uh, at 55. Uh, 5.55. At uh, 5.00. 5.55 local, which is usually the early game for here us, uh, us here in the United States. Dave, numbers on this Poznan. Yeah, so it's Benfica's first official meeting with uh, Poznan. Uh, they're currently in ninth position in the Polish uh, first division. Two wins, two draws, two defeats uh, through their first six uh, fixtures. Uh, they finished second, uh, three points. Uh, behind uh, Ligia Warsaw, the Polish champions last year. And for uh, Poznan to qualify for the Europa League this year, they had to go through uh, the four stages of qualification and they came up with four wins. So uh, this is their first Europe, Europa League appearance uh, in the group stages in the, uh, for the first time in five years for them. Yeah, that's right. They played uh, Valmiera from Lithuania. They played Hammerby from Sweden, uh, Apollon Limassol from Cyprus, and Charleroi from from Belgium. Uh, and that was how they got into the group stage of this uh, Europa League. Um, a familiar name that some of you may know, Pedro Tiba, who uh, who was uh, playing at Braga, and I think that's where he kind of came up. Uh, in terms of notoriety, in terms of being known, was at Braga. He then uh, went on loan to Valladolid, uh, came back to Portugal, was at Chaves, and now he's playing uh, for Lech Poznan uh, in the Polish uh, First Division. Cristiano, um, I guess I'll, I'll start with you, man. Um, strongest lineup? <laughs> <laughs> or or can can we expect uh, some, some some changes here by JJ? Papa, <laughs> I already know the answer, and I, the answer for myself is strongest lineup also. But we got to kind of make a joke based on what we have seen in years past. My, my thought process and and what I would do, uh, you know, differs from what we've seen JJ do here. Which is, look, man, uh, we didn't see JJ feel the strongest lineup in Bauk, which is to me something I'm going to hold against him for a very long time. And even guy, even though you guys know I'm, I'm a lover of, of all things JJ. Uh, so we'll never know. This guy throws a surprise. One day it might be the be Luisa left back. The next day it might be, you know, uh, our very own Bernardo Silva left back. We don't know what this guy's capable of. So I'd anticipate he feels a strong lineup. But with him, you know, we're not trying to be disrespectful to, to, to what's it, Lechia? Lech Poznan. Lech Pozna, it's not trying to be disrespectful to them, but this is a team that Benfica should be able to, to, to you know, again, go for one of those walks in the parks like we had in Villa Corner this week. Um, and we just hope that, that JJ doesn't try to, to invent too much uh, thinking of the games and uh, upcoming in, in uh, you know, the Liga Nos. But again, it's a game that Benfica should absolutely go go in there and dominate. Uh, when you field your strongest 11, it's going to be very tough for a Polish team that's that's struggling right now. Obviously, they haven't had the best start to the season um, on their behalf. And Benfica, as we mentioned here for the last half hour, they, they've played really well. They started the season, um, you know, winning four out of four with the exception of that one mishap, which is the one that, that's still stuck in my throat over here, you know, still 
still uh, upsetting me very much. But it's two teams, you know, uh, trekking in opposite uh, ways. And I, I do expect Benfica to win this game with the strongest 11 or even with just, you know, a makeshift lineup. Yeah, so even though we're in uh, in uh, middle of middle to late October, uh, the temperature and the weather will not be a factor in, in Poznan for Benfica. I expect the temperature, I believe, will be in the 57th uh, Fahrenheit. I think that's what uh, in the high teens, Dave, for you? Low, um, low maybe teens, low maybe teens. single digits, yeah. 12, 15s. Okay, so the weather won't be a factor. So Benfica, as we mentioned, uh, don't uh, don't snooze. There will be the early game, the Europa League for us uh, that are here in uh, North American uh, continent. So don't forget to catch that this coming Thursday. Um, after that game on Thursday, Benfica will then play on Monday uh, so they can get the proper rest against uh, uh, Bolognese Sad. Uh, game will take place uh, at Stade Luge, 8-15 local um dave what's uh what's uh, bolness sad been up to uh this year uh this year they're in uh ninth position with one win uh, two draws one defeat uh their first win only win coming uh their opening match against Gimaraes haven't won uh since then uh our record against the uh the side end of it uh two wins one draw one defeat and uh They're managed. Uh, this will be Petit's uh, second year uh, managing the squad. Interesting about uh, Petit's team. Always uh, there's the physicality uh, aspect of it because, uh, as you mentioned, and you mentioned quite frequently, uh, that a lot of teams uh, take on the personality of their coaches. And certainly uh, Petit was uh, a very hard-nosed uh, number six destroyer physical. Don't mention that to, to, to the Lagartos, though, because they always say Petit lays down for when he plays Benfica. So uh, I, I don't think they share that same opinion. But nonetheless, look, uh, this is a team that's going to uh, try to come out and impose their football. They're going to try to shock the world uh, with JJ at the helm and, and all eyes in Portuguese football being on what Benfica does nowadays. As I often mention, it's, it's the opportunity for these guys to be seen on TV. They know the whole country will be stopped watching this game. Um, so, you know, they're going to try to come out and, and, and do their very best. But, man, look, Benfica last season started the year smacking Sporting, past Ferreira, and then they go into Boavista, and they came away. Uh, they were lucky to come away with a 2-0 victory, if you guys recall. Vlaco Dimas kept us in a game. So they're, they're capable of, of, you know, coming up with a surprising performance. Now, obviously, with this new roster and the new coaching staff, I just, as I said, baby, you get the Christmas, baby, campeones, I think, with, 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 with uh, J.J., Yeah. So we'll just uh, have to see it. I think that it's going to depend a lot on how the game goes on and th on Thursday and how Bifika decides to uh, manage. But I think if there's something that we should be confident about is the, the, the level of depth uh, in this squad, uh, especially in some some key positions. Certainly not in the right back position, but uh, some key positions in the, in the front line. Uh, we got Pedrinho uh, that's available. We have Gonçalves that's available. We have Sefero that's available. Um, you know, uh, we have Julian Weigel. Pereira. Maybe I, I, I would use that Monday game maybe as a, as a rest and get some guys uh, that are on the bench. Use that game as a... No, absolutely not, Dave. Dave no, not yet. Dave, you could lose, not that we will, but you never know. I didn't think we could lose Paok as well. But the difference is we can actually lose to Paok 
and still come out the group, right? You're trying to extend the lead as much as possible. You don't so want lose to lose to Yeah, lose to Poznan and, and 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 then turn around, win the rest of the games in a group, and still come out of the group. You what you don't want to do is let off the gas. You want to keep pedal to the metal. You want to try to get as far away from the rest of your competition in the Portuguese league, right? Just so that later on, when the players are actually exhausted from playing a lot of games, two, three games a week, at that time when the fatigue starts to set in to the guys that are getting the playing time on the regular, then you're going to want to have that gap in the standings in order to make some type of adjustment. Right now, early on in the season, it's fresh. Let's go for the kill, man, and, and let's try to separate ourselves from our competition as much as possible. So um, I wouldn't – I would not, uh, you know, take my foot off the gas. I would I would have my strongest 11 come Monday against the uh, Cold City and then and, and just, uh, you know, hammer it down, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Not to mention that the team is is still in a in growth in growth mode. Uh, there's still that that learning curve that uh, the player and the teams the team is going through right now to get to the level that JJ hopes to uh, present this team uh, from the middle to the end of the season. So certainly, uh, I tend to agree with that, man. Uh, give the reps to the guys that need to be in there, um, and if you need to rest, then you need you know you, you look at the team at the time that you need to rest and you rest. But until then, man, uh, I think uh, that the the sooner we could start. Uh, building up uh, good gaps, uh, both in Europe and domestically, the the better we're off. Um, what else, boys? Yeah, Alfred, I just want to send uh, my deepest condolences to to uh, Luis Santos, who was a Benfica equipment manager, who had the privilege of meeting him. I believe I even introduced you to him. Um, really kind guy, uh, you know, one of a kind, and I know he'll be missed. Uh, obviously, a lot of the players have sent out their sentiments through social media and I just wanted to do so, uh, do the same here. Um, you know, he'll be missed. And, and I thought, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I wasn't to mention him here on the podcast. So my deepest condolences to, to the Benfica world, to his family, most importantly, obviously. Um, and anyone who knew that guy knows how special of a guy he was. And, uh, uh you know, it, it's, it's going to be sad to, to look at that sideline and not see him there. Um, but you know, it's, it's part of life, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he's definitely in my thoughts. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to share those feelings with his family and, and the Bifikista world. I wanted to, uh, to give a shout to Dan, who, uh, who took the time to write us an email. Uh, Dan from Ireland. Uh, thanks a lot for your kind words. And, and certainly uh, I'll be, uh, or one of us will be answering uh, that email. And sorry that it's taken so long to to uh, Yeah, to cheerio, Dan. To reply to that email, but certainly, uh, yeah, you could you could expect a, a reply to be in your uh, in your inbox, and, and certainly, thanks again for taking the time. Um, so next week we'll be back. We'll be recapping uh, both the Poznan game and uh, the the Bolnes game, and we'll be looking ahead to what Bifica has coming up next. Dave, we got the Europa League. Uh, Rangers, if I'm not mistaken? Next no, St- Standard no? Liege and uh, Liege. Boa Vista. Okay. Boa Vista at the Bessa should be interesting. Yes, so that's, that's what we'll have. Cristiano, 
Always a pleasure uh, talking to you at 10 co 10 is where people can find you on, on Twitter. And now that the winter transfer uh, window is closed, you're uh, a lot less active. And also the insults uh, are a lot less frequent. Now, as now, I, was on, I was on the, uh, if you guys want to have another opportunity to insult me, check out the PortugueseSoccer.com podcast. I was on there uh, spreading the, the knowledge and, and on behalf of Benfica podcast. Uh, yeah, but, but next time you, uh, you have to record that outside the bathroom. You know, you know, sometimes, you know, Mother Nature calls. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, yeah, it, was a, it was a little mix up, a little mix up with the audio, but we, uh, uh, John uh, was able to, to set all that. So now if you actually go listen to it now, the new audio clip is out there. And so it's sounds normal. Sounds fantastic. Obviously, Dave, anytime you hear my voice, it's fantastic. Yeah. Dave, you did well with the pronunciation next week. Boa Vista and uh, Standard Liège shouldn't be too hard. Uh, so you got a, a, an easy uh, week of studying in, in front of you. Okay, Good job, buddy. Week off. Thank you. There you go. Uh, and that's it. You can find Dave at uh, 87DO87 on Twitter at Bifica Podcast, BificaPodcast.com, and all that good stuff. Thanks a lot for checking us out. Speak to you again next week. Take care, everyone.